0: He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Cobol, Waterstones and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for... Downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006. And currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop. Bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free streaming. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be a grateful great to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Spoken Label.
0: Hi guys, it's Andy again. Spoken Label. On the travels today, yep, yeah, up on the darkest, deepest, Whippington. I used to grow up round around the corners of uh Maldive Road West and I used to have an ex girlfriend that used to live down there. So it's been a great bit of fun trying to find where I am today, because I haven't been up this way for years. So I've got a lovely lady with me today and this is a thank you to Steve Smythe and Penny Sharman. Because the friend a friend I've got with me today, we were just talking before, weren't we? I, I met you originally at Manky Rowitz yes. years ago. And you came down to Speak Easy last year, was it? Uh, Last
1: year, I think, or maybe the year before, yeah. it's not
0: that long ago. Yeah, so anyway, so but well, obviously, it's a lovely. Lady. I'll introduce herself to everybody, and you can tell them who you are. And obviously, they might guess in your accent, you're not a local Manchester woman, lady. Yeah, <laughs> and tell everybody obviously where you started from your writing, and yeah, take it from there.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, thank you for the opportunity. I'm Fokina Macdonald, and um, when I, I ran away to see. Uh, I worked for P&O for a couple of years and then I called myself Flo and I met a charming Irishman, married, he died very young so I studied and then... <gasps> I wasn't going to ask you about that. I moved up north and when I was young I, I enjoyed writing, I enjoyed reading books and when I was a teenager my role model was um, a Dutch writer, he's still alive, writes novels, short stories, poems but he used to get good money for travel writing, and yeah. I thought that would be a wonderful thing to travel and get paid for it. And I've really got into writing poems through doing a course with the Open University, and um, had a, a little bit of early success in the late eighties. But I hardly read any. Uh, poems by then, and because I'm from the Netherlands the people I know were more European writers Ah, so even Shakespeare (laughs) was pretty unknown to me and he probably still is to be honest and I I, um, anyway so I um, then I had a, a pretty tough period in my life and I really got back into writing the beginning of this century through uh, going to workshops with uh, the poetry school, and it was at the late Linda Chase. And then I started doing more workshops, and I've been doing a lot with Anna Peter Sensen of the poetry business. Yes. Because I can edit work on my own, but I find it's very hard to get a poem written uh, on my own. I really like the workshop environment. Feeling safe and comfortable with people. Yeah, I can't. Around. I
0: can't understand completely. It's like I, yeah. I've not. I don't get as much time to go to workshops as I used to. Mm. But yeah, but it's yeah. a great feeling when you go to a good workshop and you come away with beginnings of That's four it. or five poems. That's right. I mean, it's a great yeah. feeling straight That's away. Right. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. obviously, like you said, you've. Um, I know obviously you've you've had three collections published to date, haven't you? So do you want yeah. to tell us a little bit about each one? Yeah. And obviously, like obviously. They all were published in quite a short period of time. So that's,
1: that's right and um, the first one I, really in a way I was lucky in that I would met um, someone and they were moving from Dorchester to Devon uh, to be near the children and I said well you've got poetry publishers up the road and she had a collection out with Overstep's books so I knew that They were um, open to submissions, and I sent six poems um, in late 2014 and then got feedback. She said, Send more, but it's competitive. So I got news. Um, It would have been, um, I had a year then to get the batch together, and I learned in May 2016 she was going to publish. Brilliant. So the first collection uh, came out, and um, I'm sort of really uh, delighted because my brother-in-law from the Netherlands did the cover.
0: Uh, what's the always day. good, obviously, is each of your collections is, and I'm looking at all three of them now. Is the artwork yeah. and each one's amazing? Yeah, and no, um, obviously, what what was the significance of the title "Another Life" then from your first book? Um, well, really simple
1: because. <laughs> It was just the title of a poem, oh, but actually yeah. uh, because you look at your titles and then you think this is something that stands out. So with the second collection and the pamphlet, they are actually also titles of poems, and they just happen to be striking yeah. titles, aren't they? Nothing serious, nothing dangerous, yeah. and a stolen hour. But uh, when I look back uh, later, most, a lot of these poems are about other lives, other people's lives, right, whether real yeah, or, yeah. or imagined. And um, there's also poems about um, my own childhood in another Netherlands. Right, you know, uh, yeah, completely. But, um, so that's how that one came about. Okay, and um, that made me decide um, um, to think seriously about um, whether to carry on working because I was in private practice as a psychotherapist and I supervised uh, other people and so it it made me decide to close my practice, uh, Andy, and then I was on these workshops and I I wasn't working anymore, so I had more time to write because, you're right, the second collection came out, it was accepted by Indigo Dreams in…
0: Oh, I know some else
1: in the Autumn. 2018 and so a lot of the uh, poems in that second collection yeah were re- really written in the last few
0: years and then obviously a stolen hour your current collection yeah
1: and what was really really special about that was I was asked So um, Greyhound Press up in Kendal, and um, they publish only women over 60 and I've been in a few anthologies and when I went to reading Joey Howard, who's the editor, she said I want to publish a, a hand-run. They called Oh, fantastic! Sent me the poems. Well, you know how tough
0: it is to get work out there. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is I've been writing all my life, and I, it's ironic. I get more opportunities for me ambient music and publishers <laughs> than I do poetry. Very hard. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, very yeah, hard. Yes.
1: So I I have, and it was two collections and this beautiful pamphlet. I'm. Um, I'm an established poet, which yeah. still sounds uh, weird,
0: still sounds weird. this one's strange, you've done it when you're doing that, so, and you had launched didn't you recently? first? did, around. which oh. was just
1: wonderful and um, really well supported by friends and poet friends and what was really special Andy was the painting called The Departure, oh, yes. which is the cover of the second collection, the painting was
0: actually there. Oh, was it? Oh, glory, yes. Oh, that's yes. much straight away, doesn't yes. it? So, yes, it, it was. yeah. Yes. How how do you feel about going up and reading your poems to wonder people? And did you have you been doing it for a long time? Have you then? because I I, it's, I think
1: what helps is um, for my work I, I uh, for decades, really, I've been standing up and uh, doing training. Well, supposedly yeah, you, people, yeah, it's like, and, and you know, speaking, training yeah. courses and whatever, so that that standing up business, um, I've, I, I'm okay with it sometimes, and I think you would probably know that when you're reading a poem, that maybe touching uh, some personal stuff, then that, yeah. that even with people that I've but I know you know, it can be I can get a little emotional. So for the launch, uh, there were a few poems that I would have liked to have read, but I felt I couldn't be sure that I would- uh,
0: Be comfortable, yeah. Uh,
1: get through them without the wobbling.
0: Yeah, I know. I did a series about my dad last year. I don't know if you heard me yeah, read these. Yeah. I think they were not a and I did it, and they were really difficult, they were, because yeah. I don't tend to really go that level, like, that far no. like that. No. Yeah, it was my yeah. family was counts last year at one point. So <laughs> and now with the Nova virus kick up the no the virus going around, it's back to it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I saw But also like I said to him, I know you're Richard from Holland itself, something you said, aren't you? So yeah. when you were in Holland did you read much poetry growing up, did you? As um, a child? Yes, yeah, Some and um, um I we we had
1: a sort of generation of writers, some who uh, were internationally known. Um Harry Mullish is someone who and the the at notes case notable and they were people who wrote novels as well as, oh, okay, as yes. poems. But then <clears throat> I all the books that I had then um, I just left them in Holland when I went to travel and uh, um I read a little bit of 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 poems in other languages because I mean I, I st- this is how I got the job. I, I came to this country as an economic migrant. Oh because, yes. Because um, P and O had the contract for the assisted passage, right, so I had yes. the French, German, ah, and right, Ah, yeah, Okay, that no, yeah. Yeah. But English is really my. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, my said,
0: you said you said before you're not really. You can't really remember a touch now, can you? It's not good enough <laughs> to write poems. It's barely good enough to read a quality <laughs> newspaper <laughs> <ending>. <laughs> Oh, I've got a friend that lives in Cholton. Um, um, uh, she's called Nomi. She's an Italian lady and she writes in like, four different languages poetry. and I, I don't know how she does it.
1: <laughs> no, no, because it's also the words. Some words don't exist in the <coughs> other language or they have a different meaning. So. Yeah. Now, I, I, I would like to... um but I could I might be able to write a short story in Dutch, but I would not be able to yeah. write So okay, I mean it's the way the language is used is different, isn't it? it's is, so, it and is. that'd be like
0: you could you could probably pick it up again, couldn't you, but like trying to read write it as yeah. another ballgame. Yeah. 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 Now, you said before, didn't you yeah. buy your writing pattern? Obviously you write most of start up in workshops, don't yes. you? Yes. Now you tend to be in Holland about part of the year, don't you, in a caravan. Uh that's That's
1: you're right, and I've just got the settled status, so um, I can remain in this country. But having the settled status means there's no restriction on the amount of time spent in Canada. So whereas before I would probably only spend about three months there, I'm hoping this year to have most of April, September there.
0: Oh, Um, fantastic!
1: So it's it's going to be a tryout time, uh, because my writing i would really say that the last couple of years has been uh, a bit of a lifeline and the network of people i mean there's a the pamphlet is dedicated to three women that i've been writing with once a month for the last 12 years oh wow so um the people and we're lucky in
0: manchester i mean there's so much so much opportunities going on and you yeah. know it yourself like that yeah. so yeah. isn't it? yeah there's, yeah. there's um, then round only once after and That there yes. was um, something like around about thirty different nights running in the Greater Manchester area oh, there,
1: there must be, there must be. Yeah. And there's
0: some, so much. I'll give you a few recommendations and get yourself headline slots. Because I, I know yes. a few you should go to.
1: Oh, okay. Good. I know, I know, I know
0: about three definitely. So that's yes. why. And then I'll, I'll give you some tips. So, but like I said no straight away like, but there's so much going on in, in, like, it's when you go when you go to Holland now. That would be a different. I feel vibes, a bit nervous
1: yeah. about it, uh, really, because mm. I think um, it's, it's the, lo- I, I, uh, the location in, is fantastic. I'm a couple of miles from The hay, a couple of miles from the beach. So, <clears throat> but whether I can keep in touch with my writing, I'll, I'll just have to see how it
0: goes. Yeah. Even um, that'll yeah. take about like 30 books down there would you? <laughs> Yeah, the kind of people that,
1: the kind of poets you think, if I had to be on a desert island, those would be the ones. That's that's why I look at it,
0: because me and Amanda are that busy nowadays with creative stuff. We don't have a tier of television anymore. We've actually got rid of it. No, no. We've got got rid of the license. (laughs) We don't need it. Yeah, yeah. That's why, but it's like it's, I think when you're writing all the time, like you've got a lovely flat ear like this. It's like it's anyone see me say I don't really describe it it's just the perfect writing environment you can yeah. see yeah. when I came in I saw a bookcase full of poet, poetry books and I thought yeah yeah I mean I thought straight away serious That's writing right. and some of those will have to be decluttered
1: but, um, <laughs> it's, um, yes I mean that kind of in, a, in that sort of place and also it's sort of a, a strange feeling Andy uh, because I've had the second collection out of the palette <coughs> so that is 70 poems that have gone forever. Yeah. So uh, what when I look, I've only got about half a dozen decent poems that I could send to a magazine or competition.
0: I was just gonna talk you about that next actually, so it? mm. like it's um giving you like such a burst of fingers getting released like that what's next yes Yes.
1: and i i there are poets who can write towards something yeah they decide i'm going to write a a set of poems about this famous philosopher Mm. or whatever and i write towards that and that is not how i write i'm kind of prompted by something and it might be another poem Um, i also get inspired very much by works of art paintings yes photographs sculptures so i get a poem popping up and then later I have to see where does it fit.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like you're, putting, you're trying to put things in the folders, aren't you? own so, mental folders and yes, like that.
1: that's right.
0: It's like, it says, I've just bought a little pamphlet book at myself to so publish because I, I, I wasn't happy with the term the two publishers offered of me on it. But I've got it, I know you mean. Is, you you you, 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 you want to get it out and move on, don't you? So. That's
1: right. And then one thing that I am looking at is a joint project with this uh, friend Endeavour. Uh, because she was married she think but she was married uh, to a Dutchman and lived and worked in the Netherlands. Oh, so we we'll, right. we're doing looking at a, a joint project where oh, she yeah. has poems about Europe and I'm doing response poems for oh, maybe n- may never get a publisher but you have to have something on the go. Yeah that, you
0: do it. So I'm always a believer in that. It's, I always like I like projects. And um, yes. podcasting is a project to me and because it's so Honest to God, when I first started doing this, I never thought I'd find somebody right, <laughs> and I've done I've done 154 sessions. As well. well, well, and I've got you know, there's another eight to go up before yours, so it's going to be a bit easier. To, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but it's just you find it's, you keep meeting people all the time, and you do a lot of poetry. You know it yourself. Yes. You meet you meeting new people all the time. Yeah, 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 and that's that's the other thing about being in a workshop.
1: Uh, when <clears throat> you're there with people and they read, and then some of that can just lodge, can't it, an image or a sentence or
0: just even a word.
1: Yeah, you can it. And, do. and so, a good
0: reading, like that headline sort of writer, I get that as well. Yeah. I told you before, I saw, we saw Martin Zerup last night a Black Cat Poets, oh, yes. yeah. and I'm writing a science fiction poetry book at the moment, and it's quite way off being complete, and I came away with three ideas for new pieces last night, yeah, yeah, I came yeah. away scribbling stanzas down. there thought, yeah, yeah just—you uh, yeah, don't yeah. know what you're going really, Wherever you go, sometimes it can really spark yeah. you off Sometimes
1: that's right. And I have—I have a box of uh, postcards, art postcards. But uh, so I, I have uh, uh, enough things lying around in boxes and box files. Um, so, but yeah, there's. Um, but it's a funny feeling, and sometimes people—I see, I see them on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I got writer's blog, and I think that is just the period when things are stewing the back yeah, of the head. Yeah, of course,
0: they? yeah. No, you said you'd rather do blogs, don't you, so, yourself? Yeah.
1: yeah, I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's a diff- uh, different,
1: different environment, isn't it? It is not it I keep them short because most of the people that follow are not <coughs> poets. So I, I kind of have an, a photo and then I ha, might have a, a, a poem, I a feature once amongst other poets as well, mainstream poets and uh, poets who write haiku and tenka. Oh, and the the oh thing, thing that I love about the blog, Andy, is that it's a creative thing in so right. right. Yeah. So even if I've had a week and I haven't written a single mm. line of poetry, the blog is is uh, something, um, and I, <coughs> I think initially I was apprehensive uh, about putting personal things mm. on there, but I've got over that, and through the blog also I started following really interesting yeah. so people up, up elsewhere. What made you want to go into blogging in the first place? Well, time? it was uh, when the first collection was being considered by the. Mm. That Editorial committee, and, and they would ask, "How are you going to promote and market the book?" So um, I got the WordPress site, uh, so sort of a, a site, and then the blog was part of it. It was really oh, saying, yeah, yeah. "I am on social media." But the first year, I hardly did anything. Now I blog regularly, and I repost on Facebook and Twitter. So ten o'clock on a Sunday the next piece is out there. Oh, that's, that's
0: a great way of doing it. So I'm yeah. a bit more lax lazy than a blog, but it <laughs> is. This? But I'm, I use a lot, I use all the social media platforms. I'm yeah. constantly yeah. sharing things all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's
1: right. And so, and you can schedule. So I've already got a few things that uh, I've written up with the photo, so they're already,
0: um, I and what? they will
1: just go I'm out. currently
0: getting things ready for Napoena at the moment, that's <laughs> one for National Poetry Writing. Ah, right? oh,
1: well, good for you, yeah. yes.
0: But also with the i couldn't imagine the way you write like that i couldn't imagine you've been disciplined enough to look no nope, no no
1: i i always sign up and i print things off and then it goes haywire <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, i i think i've done it now this is my tenth year now actually this year and the first two years i followed all the prompts uh the third year i gave up <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. then i started i went into it, i did six years of a supernatural horror story as poems um well. and, and i killed everybody off last year so this <laughs> was different this year. <laughs> that's why so, but, you know, it's a very nice think there's different ways of doing it i couldn't and wouldn't write that page every month because it's too much yeah but like i said i'm more like you but i'm on the go and i'll often be stewing other poems for a while if i get down and sit down write them so yes and that's yeah, why so. yeah yeah now if people want to find out more about you where are the
1: best going um well the best place is uh to go to uh the, the site and <coughs> i bought a domain name oh uh, last century, <laughs> because I have a thing about um, giraffes. Now they're trendy, but I had a thing about giraffes oh, yeah. 30 years ago. So the site is it, so it's actually www dot acacia publications dot co uk. So the giraffes eat from the acacia tree, oh, and then that people can contact me uh, through
0: the website. And, ah, and then your can... blog's attached to that website? blog's it? attached to the website. Right, yeah. well, yeah. gonna, I'll put that on there then, then when, we, when I do the write-up of this podcast later on Yeah, you. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's been a fascinating chat today. Thank you for that. It's a pleasure. It's a and pleasure. I know you're going to do, do some poetry now as well, which I'm looking forward to. And it's nice, because um, anyone can't see but the sun's just at the back of us here. It's a lovely spring day now. <laughs> yes, I was facing. So it, uh,
1: we're lucky because you you live in the area so it's usually um, sleet hailstones. Oh well, I'm used to, I'm used to that
0: when I come down south. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's every time I go my parents in Stretford, it's always snowing and raining. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so
1: I've chosen um
0: oh, four. What we'll do is we'll pause the recording. Yeah. That way the people will listen to you. We'll do it two parts, can't we? Okay? Yeah. It'll be easier. Okay. First yeah. right. <laughs> minute, guys. I'll we'll see you in a minute. Spock, Hi guys. Andy's still in the house, straight over to Folky, and So, can I read from mm-hmm. aren't That's so. right,
1: that's okay. right. Andy. Go for my friend. And um, <clears throat> I'll, um, they're from the second collection of the pamphlet, so it's all uh, recent work. And um, I start with a poem called Seller. Uh, that actually did well. It was a runner-up in some competition. Oh, fantastic. It was judged by George Surtees, so I thought, he, he knows what to look for. <laughs> what competition was it? I was envied, the uh, magazine, and well, then well, she well. said, send some poems, and then she said, well, they're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's why, no, it's a, it's a poem, um, and when I've read it, you'll realise why I, I read it cellar one of these days i'm going to forget the tins of julux pashmina shade of pashmina sail white that i left in that cellar i'm going to forget the garden shed that was once part of a purpose-built animal compound or so the agent said one of these days but it won't be soon I'm going to forget the foxes, two parents stretched out by the pond to catch the sun, three cubs playing close to the den that Mike next door would fill in again and again. Memories are tadpoles. Soon enough, the frogs come up from under the duckweed, their dark, unblinking eyes. Fantastic. That's a great way to start that one. So that is um, <coughs> about the house uh, that I uh, left a few years oh, ago. The house okay. in Stratford.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that was, I was going to ask it you about that. Was, was well, it the house in Stratford? And The
1: There's lot, of the house in Stratford. Yes, the old houses and that's an old house. That's right. They've got big cellars. With, uh, the big cellars and the long rear gardens with yeah. the
0: pond and frogs of all yeah. sizes. Tell me about the cellars and House from Sisters. Bought a house a few years ago on. Do you know Derbyshire Lane? Yes. Uh, that's right. Yeah, They bought a house just off Delamere Avenue around there. And her and husband did, and i then they they're not going to hear me say this, but her husband, her husband is is basically a pizza great a great bloke of fixing things. He's an electrician and handyman and I remember when we went down to the cellar he said it was like a death trap down there because yeah, an over. older lady her, her son had rewired everything and they were, they were hanging down yeah. yeah and he said it was You yes. said it was wires that it was 60 years old and they shouldn't be left dangling yeah. I saw that then yeah. so,
1: and so there's something about that the, the business of memories Um, Because memories, yeah. There's some things that you'd rather not remember, and then there are things that you're like, "Oh, I never knew about that." Something pops up. Yeah, I'm like that sometimes, frequently. So the second uh, poem, um, well, all three books uh, have poems in there that are are about my childhood in Mm. the Netherlands and um, my family. So I'm the eldest uh, of three and um, this poem is called Music. There was always music going on in our house, live music, piano and song. The organ was down the road past the Catholics' houses. We were Protestant then, some of us anyway. There was always music in our house, Bach on a black piano and Brahms. Mein Mädel hat einen Rosenmund. My mother, the diva, practising before her weekly lesson, with the best alto in Holland, who kept a pet monkey. My father, with his piano hands, shaking his figure's black hair. In our house there was always music. More often than not, it would be minor chords, discordance, long silence. Above the empty bar lines. Yeah, I can see that straight away. Is there, I take it, um, who was a musical one in your family? Both my parents were so my father was um, a church organist and had uh, conducted choirs, and then my mother ah. was really a semi professional
0: uh, wow. standard. So it's not, they were obviously influenced on you. in Yes. In the creative side of things, if that was yes, their they were,
1: they were both creative people, and then my brother um, uh, worked in the recording business, so he wow. worked for Sony CBS. <sighs> oh, started as a sound engineer, worked his way up to uh, heading up the uh, manufacturing. Yeah. So you whole family
0: creative in one way or another, aren't they? So, AI, yeah. Yes, Yeah. It yes. always says when you meet writers and stuff, there's some element of it in the background. In my case, my family's not really creative, but my, dad's, my dad and my mum and my sister are all massive readers. And my brother is as well, actually, so my full family are readers, so yeah. a, my case came from that. So yeah, yeah. I think mean, yours is something similar, isn't it, with the creative side?
1: There is, and I did, um, <clears throat> a long time ago, when I, mean, I was singing in choirs, and I, I, as an adult, I got my grade one piano. Oh, wow. Kind of like... To, to try to compete with my dead father, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then I gave it up because I just simply wasn't good enough.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> he went into writing and then instead, of okay, we got a grade in one in a writer instead. <laughs> <set. laughs> Brilliant. Okay, was the third piece? Yeah, you know, so first? the third
1: piece is um, the title poem of um, uh, the pamphlet, A Stolen Hour. Um, which is an intriguing uh, title, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So it's a it's a more serious. Well, the other two are serious poems. I, I don't really write. I, um, people have commented that the, my poems are witty. Um, but they're generally about serious topics, which yeah. is a dark edge. Or I couldn't read that speakeasy last year. You yeah. were like, two
0: really serious pieces. Yeah. So they a really witty one to finish off with.
1: Yeah. Here's another uh, uh, sort of dark poem. Really. A stolen hour. One hour was stolen from the time behind you, the memory of it lost. Your shoes and socks are still there, waiting for you. Below, your parents take breakfast in a quiet kitchen. You were briefly married once, bought Christmas cards from the RSPCA. But even in the eyes of small dogs, you could not find an answer. In an empty parish church on the coast, the stale smell of tobacco lets you stumble backwards into that vestry with the church warden, his pipe, and his misplaced hands.
0: Oh, well, that, ooh, misplaced hands. No, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Excellent stuff again. Now, how do you find it when you write your poems? Do you find titles come quite easy, do they? Or is that something you do? They're usually the last
1: thing, and, and you know, because you, you're right. They have to be intriguing enough yeah. for the person to want to read the poem. Yeah. And they can't give they can't be misleading because then the person feels short-changed yeah and they can't give too much away so um yeah titles um i'm i'm not
0: easy but they they do come yes so, yeah i've had them for the book some cases and i'm not even title the bones so i couldn't see a title for it yeah
1: and you know you think if tony me if um tony uh, who am I thinking of? Um, not Tony Hoagland, uh, the other uh, American poet. Uh, the names the are black. Names yeah, but if I he can, can call a poem just poem, then it's, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough
0: for uh, us. Yeah, I've interviewed a writer in Cornwall last year, I'm not going to name him. And he used to call most of his pieces poem <laughs> <laughs> because he couldn't make a names. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why.
1: So I um I have one more poem and that is um uh <coughs> so I um worked as a, a psychologist as a, a, in um yeah training and coaching and for a period in the 90s I took assignments from a firm of solicitors mm. I was interviewing people at home um who mostly had been in an industrial accident. Oh, yes. uh, some had uh, negligence cases against hospitals and I had to work out what their loss of earnings was and this is based on a real person oh, but I have changed
0: some of yeah, the details. Of course, protect the innocent yeah. and the guilty. <laughs> so
1: what what you need to know is uh, what quantum means and that means an amount of money legally payable in damage. Yeah know a bit about that. So. <laughs> Quantum. Fountains of pink fuchsia surround the tidy bungalow. His wife frets and fusses. Tea in China and chocolate biscuits. Bulging files with technical terms are squashed into a plane account, rotating sand shaft, air ambulance, transfusion, operation, and skin crafts. The sun passes through the lounge. Apprenticeship, years of chimney cladding. Curling Kodak prints are evidence of his craft. He shrugs, I cannot lift my grandson. As the expert witness, I must calculate his employment prospects. Fifty-something, limbs half a mile, faded for sale signs, swaying in the high street. He taps the shimmering steel pin released from his unbending leg. I'm going to turn it
0: into a barbecue tool. Great ending, great ending again that's It's great at finishing it as well so thank you for that. It's been a brilliant session, I've really enjoyed
1: that. So. I've really enjoyed it very much Andy and thank you for giving me the
0: opportunity. This is Andy and going to sign up. We're going to chat for a bit more, I think, here. So. Yeah. But speak to you soon. Take care. Spoken oh. Label. Thanks again for listening to another session on Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken May.